I have been searching for a new dentist for a while now, and I had no idea what was in store for me. I was introduced to Digital Smile Design, a re-innovation of dentistry. Y'all, wow. Traditional dentistry is often outdated with smile design, and you may see teeth of different sizes, shapes, and shade. Hey, I have that. I just noticed I have that. Digital smile design starts with your face. You can see exactly how you'll look before you begin treatment. Instead of only looking at teeth, they look at the whole picture, not only what you see in the mirror, but how you talk, smile, and hey, how you even laugh. Smile & Co. uses digital smile design and the very latest technology. Y'all, I'm in love. Can you imagine a healthy, natural, beautiful smile that looks like you? Reach out to Smile & Co. for your digital smile design consultation at www.thesmileandcompany.com. And hey, y'all, tell them I sent you. everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany. Welcome, everyone. It is so great to talk to you today. And I'm bringing back, I'm bringing back again, my girl, everyone, my girl, Kennedy. Welcome to the show. Hello. It's good to be back for what the third time. Third time? I, think, I think, it's think so. Maybe third time. Maybe yeah. third time in two years. And I, I always say this is episode number 120. But can you believe how far we've come? No, I, I can't. I remember trying to convince you like, okay, yes, you should do a podcast. And you were like, no, 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 no. Who wants to hear me talk? No way. And sure enough, here, Here we, we are. are, 120 episodes later. Couldn't be more proud. I know. We're inching closely to ending season three. Season three. 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 We're, we're going into four. So um, I'm so excited you're here. And thank you so much for spending time with me because you are you are my gal. I mean, you're just my gal. You uh, followers and listeners out there, I mean... You know what it is to be a parent and a very proud parent, and that's who I am right now with this girl next to me. And we just want to catch up because I have walked you through literally college with her. I mean, you've t- I've, you've listened to me talk to you about this, um, all of the phases of life and being a parent. And at this point in my life, I feel like at times this girl is parenting me, which is not a bad thing because you know what? Dad, Popsicle, we call him. I mean, I do parent him, right? Absolutely. And I think that there's nothing technically wrong with that. I mean, we all kind of go through our own lived experiences. And whether it's, you know, obviously throughout the years, I've learned through your lived experiences. I've learned through the experiences of my father, my stepmother, my stepdad, like all of the members of my family. There are so many different lived experiences that have kind of come to create me as a person. Mm -hmm. And then you add my own experiences on and the other, like the things that I personally see. And I think that there's nothing wrong with as a parent kind of learning from your kid when opening that communication where it's like, okay, I'm not always right. Um, If you want to coach me, please, Mm. by all means. And I think that that's something that has obviously made our relationship even more special as mother and daughter is just like that open communication of like, okay, love you, but I don't think you handled that in the best Mm -hmm. way. Um, So yeah, I think that that's something that, you know, I'm very proud of for both of us, for sure. Absolutely. And you know, everyone, you see us and um, we, 
we adore each other. We love each other. Now we've had knockdown dragouts. Now don't we're not acting like that's not the case. But no. I mean, it's maybe once a quarter we do kind of butt heads. But you know, um, I I talk about this a lot because when Kennedy was growing up and she was about sixteen years old, that is when I fourteen, fifteen, sixteen in the height of your hormonal peak, <laughs> and I was going through peri and then menopause, and so the height of the hormones was incredible, right? But you know what? We learn, and I am post-menopause now. You're certainly leveled out, are you? Uh, <laughs> probably not, but we'll go with that. <laughs> go with that. But you know, it was a it was a time where I, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. But that was back in when you were in high school. And it was just a different time hormonally. You know what I mean? But now, everyone, Kennedy's graduated TCU. Um, you actually were going to grad school and thank you, COVID, for changing the way of the world and things just changed, right? Yes. So I was fully enrolled at TCU, as you know, um, to go to grad school, um, but things kind of took a different turn and basically ended up where, you know, I think that God was telling me that was not where I was supposed to be. Uh huh. And I think that, you know, list I Typically, I'm kind of a fighter. Like, I like to fight against, not a like to, but I find myself kind of fighting against what the greater good has for me, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So, like, I'll try to push things that, you know, might not necessarily be the best for me, but I just am like, I know it is. I know better. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that was one of the things with um, the grad school situation where I just decided, you know what, this is not what's meant to be. And I think for the first time in my life, I was able to actually withdraw from a situation or not even withdraw, but kind of take a step back from the situation and look at it a little bit more objectively and say, Hey, this isn't it. Mm -hmm. uh, what, for whatever reason, that's not the road you're supposed to go down. And yeah. So I ended up withdrawing, um, before the classes started and you know, my, for those of you that don't know, my mom was so sweet and, uh, incredible. And she was like, you know what, why don't you just, because at the time it was, of what a week before classes started that all of this happened mm -hmm. and so it was kind of one of those where I was in a bit of like a state of devastation of oh my gosh well what am I going to do now mm -hmm. and you know I can't apply to other grad schools because of this and whatever and so my mom was gracious enough to let me come on as her um, social media manager and it just kind of worked out perfectly and I've been doing it ever since absolutely loving it and Whoever says you can't work for your parents, they're <laughs> wrong on this end. You know, um, uh, there's so many things to be said, but, you know, grad school, there's highs and lows. And I do believe in you. I believe so strongly about this, that there was a plan. There was a larger plan. So you're so excited to go. And then we just had to find a solution because sometimes you you um, people do get into a rut and they don't find solutions. But you did. And I was let me tell you, I needed a person. I needed another person on my team. So Kennedy brought her communications, her political science and on our business. And you've changed the trajectory of our business. And I appreciate that so much. And if I don't tell you, thank you enough. Thank you for sure. Well, I'm glad to have that like on audio <laughs> recording now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's out there now. But, you know, um, when we're talking about um, change, and life. I mean, that can get the best of you sometimes, right? You went into to the mode of, I've got this, right? Is that your fiber of being? I would think, I would say historically, no. I 
have for whatever reason, and I'm, you know, I'm an open book. I am completely open about, you know, I suffer from anxiety. Like I feel like most of the population probably does. I'm on anxiety medication. Um, and so historically, no change is something that has very much freaked me out in the past. Um, especially last minute change. I am a very type a, you know, if it's planned, it's happening. And if it's not planned, I'm not going, mm-hmm. if, that, if that makes sense. Right. Um, not spontaneous. So I think that, you know, through years of kind of learning more about myself and the world and realizing that not everything is a linear path and not everything is as we want it to be, I think that I've kind of grown into allowing myself to kind of cope with change and take it, kind of take the bull by the horns, I guess, mm-hmm. What is what I would say. Um, but yeah, it's been... Definitely an interesting thing. I mean, we talked about it, you know, the Enneagram test, Mm -hmm. which we have both taken. And I remember I took it for the first time, probably what, you know, two, three years ago, probably three years ago, probably Mm -hmm. my sophomore year of college, I would say I took it. And then I took it here recently. Um, I took it again and I kind of was going through, I told you and uh, your business manager, Laura, this, um, I kind of was going through the questions and I remember answering those questions three years ago. Right. But... I was answering something completely different now because I was sitting there listening to the question or hearing the questions. And I'm like, okay, well, if you were to ask me this two years ago, even, or even a year ago, I would have had a completely different answer, but now it's been a different situation of life. I'm no longer in school. I'm now in a business setting. So I have learned kind of my personality has shifted into Mm -hmm. this is how I deal with things now. Whereas before I would have never dreamed of handling things this Mm -hmm. way, which has been kind of a cool form of growth, I guess, um, just to like even see such small things like that. Yeah. Personality and growth patterns and everything like that, for sure. So the Enneagram, when you took it and then you had your score and you're like, I have to have had changed for sure, but you took it and it was the exact same. (laughs) Now, granted my answers to certain questions. And so, you know, I'm not a huge Enneagram, you know, this, like I, I think it's cool. I think it's very interesting and how fitting it is for everyone and how people interact with each other and whatever. But I by no means like I've never read a book about it, whatever. But I was like, oh, for sure, I'm going to have changed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because certain answers to different questions had changed. But my my main number, I'm a six. um, And so my main number did not change. But my two numbers below, I want to say either they shifted a little bit, but it was definitely under the categories underneath the first one was definitely more different than they were. Why? The, the wings? Is it wings yeah, or wings. something like that? Yeah. Because I'm a six and then another person on our team is a six. And so it's just interesting because I've been in different careers. I mean, I'm in the same career, but I've had different uh, corporations with different employees and coworkers and You'd, I just wish I'd have had the tools because I know how to approach people and how to work with people and they should, you know, with me as well. So interesting. So let's go back. So you graduated and one of your um, sorority sisters is um, working for her family as well. And, and, and she told me, I mean, she told me, Carly told me that uh, she actually was having some insecurity about the stigma of working for her mother, which has a company as well. So tell us about that, because I can certainly imagine it like with other, you know, with with, with your peers. 
Absolutely. I mean, I've talked to Carly, you know, in depth about this because we both are kind of in the same, you know, group where she actually started off working in a different position and in a different company and she didn't love it. I'm going to leave it at that. She didn't love it. And then she kind of pulled out from it and started working for her mother. And she, I literally was texting her before this, just saying, Hey, can I mention you on the podcast? Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. And she said, I kid you not, I in 10 million years would not have imagined I would have ended up working for my mother, but I could not be more glad that I am because just the way that she and her mother work together, she's like, it's incredible. And her business, she's like, I'm so proud of my mother's business because it is in hand. Like I see how much of a part I have in it, how much of a part my mom has in it. And it's truly a family thing. And I feel the exact same. It's, you know, Carly and I've also discussed, there is a stigma, like you mentioned, and people kind of, you know, maybe see it as a quote cop out, but I wouldn't consider it a cop out. I would consider it taking an opportunity that you are blessed to have. And if you can make it work, by all means, make it work. And I think that Carly and I both have figured that out where we have very similar relationships with our mothers, the two of I do, two of us do. And it's really worked and it's made our relationships with our mothers even better, which is crazy. But yeah, so it's been incredible. And having someone else who's in the same boat and has the same kind of insecurities to kind of like bounce ideas off of and be like, wait, this isn't a cop out, right? And it's like, no, it's not a cop out. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, bringing like a different element of family businesses is incredible. Well, you know, with Carly's mom and myself about the same age ish, and um, we just don't know marketing and social. And like you, all of you do, I've had men and women on here, your age category, and that what you guys have done to change the trajectory of our business. We are in social media because I consider your us the same, you know, we have our company. Um, social media is interesting. Um, I'm, I'm curious, how much would you say that you brought from TCU knowing And we're going to do this in a couple of phases here, but what did you know about social media? What did you learn as a communication major or is that the cutting edge of the new curriculum? So I think that for me, a lot of my, so let me backtrack a little bit here. Um, I started kind of my quote, social media. I, (laughs) I loved social media. I always have. And do I recognize the faults of social media? 1000% probably more than the next person, but I have always loved it. Always loved curating my own, whatever. So I started, um, as you know, at my high school cheer team, I was the, you know, quote, social media manager for a minute. Now at that time, social media for organizations wasn't super huge. So it was kind of more of a, you know, low key situation. Sure. Then I went to TCU. I joined a sorority um, and my, I want to say sophomore year, possibly junior year. I think it was one of the two, Mm -hmm. but anyway, I was um, elected by the chapter, our social media manager. Mm -hmm. And so then social media kind of went from a, oh yeah, I'm doing this for me by me. If that makes sense. It went from here's my own social media. I'm doing it for me by me to, okay, this social media is not just for me. It is to kind of represent an entire organization of women with different thoughts, different, um, you know, everyone is different and that's incredible. And so I think that I learned very early on how to highlight our organization and all of the incredible 
different elements that different women brought to our sorority. Mm -hmm. And so did that for a year, I want to say. And then I did a different position, but I learned very quickly then kind of how to use situations like Canva or Mm. yes. So a lot of different Photoshop apps, all of these different things that I didn't have knowledge of before I kind of taught to myself and, you know, used YouTube videos, whatever it may have been, but I kind of taught myself in a way and then just kept using Canva for my own. Like if my friend had a birthday, I would make a story through Canva. It was nothing super serious, but I wouldn't say that I learned any of that necessarily through school, but my degree was also not specific to social media by any means. Right. And the, and they have to be changing the curriculums, right? Because there's so much, because this in the world of influencing and social media, like you said, we both agree that there is a negative connotation to social. However, what are your thoughts on what social media is doing for businesses? Well, actually, I was talking to someone the other day who said, you know, I hate the word influencer Mm -hmm. because it does have such a negative connotation to it. And he said, you know, I prefer the word content creator because that's exactly what you're doing. You're creating content. So for instance, you, you're an influencer. Yes. But by the same standard, I think that the term influencer is so much deeper than what it gets credit for. And you're a content creator. You spend, you work your, sorry, ass off. Mm -hmm creating content and continuously doing so for the people that look to you for advice, for recipes, for fashion influence, whatever. You're a content creator as far as I'm concerned. So sorry, I had to deviate from the question a little bit. No, that's great because I have to hear that because I still use that word. And I think it's still, everyone does. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but I think that Yeah. Keeping it in the back of your mind that you're more than an influencer. Mm -hmm. You are a content creator. You are a resource. And I think that back to your question of how can businesses, how are businesses benefiting from influencers? I don't really think that there's any way to adequately describe how much they can benefit from this. And, you know, for instance, just even, you know, being your social media manager, I see most of the DMs that come through. I don't make a point to go check them by any Mm -hmm. means, but I see them. And so I'll see when you post about a local restaurant, you're not being paid by this restaurant. You just actually love this restaurant. Mm -hmm. So you'll post about it every time you go. And sure enough, every time I see, you know, let's say probably eight DMs minimum of people saying, oh my gosh, I've been meaning to try that restaurant. Oh my goodness. I've heard such incredible things. Do you think that we should make a reservation this weekend? And so sure enough, it's a business that really hasn't paid you anything, Mm -hmm. but you love it and you adequately like, or you actually love it. So you have posted about it Mm -hmm. and they're getting business because of that, because you're an influencer and people listen to your opinion. Right. And you know, that goes back to what you were saying when you were cheer social media manager, a different, different phase of life. And then sorority where so many people are watching. I will say that was one of my toughest jobs. And I have friends at different schools, different sororities who have also been social media manager there are so many opinions that you have to factor in. Like I got cyber bullied by moms right? messaging me on my personal account, you know, about, well, how dare you not post my daughter? And I'm like, well, I would love to post your daughter, but can you give me a picture of her? You know, or there's so, hundreds of girls, right? There's also hundreds of us. And so it's, it's tough because you learn a lot of opinions and everyone thinks they can do it better, which is fine. Absolutely. But 
pop off, girl, do it yourself. You know what I mean? But I loved it. And I think that it definitely put me in a really great position to know how to adequately manage a social media account and kind of take in opinions that are um, constructive and Mm -hmm. actually offering something that you can change as opposed to just saying like, oh, well, I don't like this right. for no reason. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that certainly makes sense because we, we do do that. And, you know, I think what you were saying about the restaurants, because we, Greg and I, you, um, we love to visit local restaurants. Um, and we are, I, I, I always try to be authentic. I really do. And transparent because that comes through, doesn't it? 1000%. I mean, I think I've, I've told you before, there was a girl that she was on a reality show that I followed for a really long time. And I really loved her content because she was funny. She was witty. And I knew that the things that she, the quote ads that she was posting at the time, they didn't seem to be just ads that she was being paid for. It seemed like things that she actually enjoyed. And then as she got bigger, the ads kind of started coming through, you know, where it used to be like once a week to three times a week to every post almost was an ad. And it got to the point for me where I was like, I don't even really like following her anymore because I know that everything, she's not actually selling me things that she enjoys. She's selling me things that people are paying her. Right. Right. And I think that there's a really happy medium that you and I have both talked about where You are very clear if there's something that you don't like, you don't you don't try to sell it because why would you? These people trust Mm -mm. you and you don't want to sell them something that you don't love. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that sets you apart, obviously, from someone like I was talking about where I unfollowed her because I was like, I can't do these ads every day. Right. Right. That's true. And And it does make a difference. And on if you were talking, if you're talking to, I mean, even young girls myself, I mean, your page represents you, right? 1000%. I mean, I mean, everyone always calls it, quote, the highlight reel, right? So obviously you see the, for people like me, I'm not a content creator. I'm not an influencer. So I don't post all the time. Right. When I post, it's truly just like, hey, hey, this is something I either a feel really strongly about B. I think it looks really cool or C. I just think I look good in this picture. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I think that for me, you know, that's just kind of what social media has become for me. But for you, it's like, for me, it's a highlight reel. It really is. It's like the good, you know, here's the good stuff for you. I think influencers and content creators become so much more authentic when it becomes not only the good, but it's the bad and the ugly too. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, well, my dog took a, you know what on the floor (laughs) and this sucks, but you know, got to move on with the day. I think that becomes like so much more of a, someone I would want to follow. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a lot of work. Yes. Oh my gosh. I had no idea y'all. I had no idea, but it's fabulous. It's incredible. It is incredible. Um, so I want to move into taking care of ourselves because my mother died uh, at a very young age at an age y'all. And I've talked about this before where I wasn't paying attention to her health and my health. And I didn't realize what could go wrong and your body. And, um, you know, I graduated TCU taking care of my skin. That was first and foremost. I mean, I was eating ramen noodle, which is, uh, 
not healthy for me, for me personally, but I was still buying vitamin C for my face, you know, at a, at a high retail price, but you know, taking care of our bodies. So I want to start out with reality here. So you graduate college. What has been your number one thing of like, oh dear, I mean, I've got to get it together. I mean, is it health insurance? Is it, I mean, cause you're on your own now you have health insurance. You do have to have checkups. So what is the reality that you probably weren't told as a child that you wish you had been told? 1000%. Um, I think kind of just like healthcare period. Let me just like just put it out there. Yeah, wrap it up in like a pretty bow and say healthcare. Um I, you know, grew up very fortunate to where if I, you know, was sick, I was always taken care of. I had parents who had great insurance through their jobs for through whatever it may have been and that continued through college. So through college after um I was, you know, I was on my stepdad's Greg, right? I was on his company's health insurance, health insurance through my family because you know I was still, yeah, whatever age, and so you know I would go and so for me, like I said, I'm an open book. I was on Vivance for my ADHD. Mm. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> yes, and so I was on Vivance for my ADHD and um whatever I can't remember what my anxiety right. made right. anyway. So just like a few different two different things that I was on, and you know I would go to the pharmacy really didn't cost anything. And if it did cost anything, it was much of what, 30 bucks. Right, right, right. So, you know, fine. Greg sells the company. They sell, or the brothers sell the company and I get on TCU insurance. And I'm like, okay, well, wow, that price kind of packs a punch. But if you, the way that the school insurance did it was you would, you know, pay for it out of pocket, but then you would send the receipt to reimbursement. The, um, to the insurance company and they would reimburse you. So it's like, okay, cool. Like I'm getting this money back. Sure. Well, then I um, graduate and I'm on my own essentially. So the, the healthcare or the insurance that I joined, it was, I initially right out of the gate, I got Vyvanse for the first time and I go to pick it up and, you know, I already had put my insurance in with the pharmacy and she goes, okay, ma'am, that'll be uh, for Vyvanse. She said something along the lines, like, that'll be $380. Right. And when I tell you my jaw dropped, mm -hmm. like, I had to pick my jaw up off the floor and, like, connect it back to my face. It was absurd to me. I was like, you're shocking. joking. It was, yes, shocking. Um, So I remember I called you and I was like, did you know this? This mm. is ridiculous. Um, So then just figuring all that out about, oh, my gosh, life is Definitely yeah. not free. And again, I, I think that in that moment, I realized I grew up so, so fortunate to have, you know, parents whose insurance covered that or, you know, TCU insurance that covered that. I was so fortunate to that, that once you get in the real world, you're like, oh my gosh, this is such a bigger expense than I ever had even realized. And then, cause especially when it starts to affect you, you're like, okay, wait a minute. Whoa, right. this is a lot more widespread than I would have ever thought. Right, right. Then you have to figure out the bottom line. Do you buy a policy? But thank goodness now, the, if you work for a company that provides insurance, it's it's fabulous. But, right. you know, that's why you, I mean, you just have to roll the dice. And if you're not insured, I'm not going to get into this, but if you're not insured, you, even if you are, you need to take care of yourself. Checkups, you know, with women's wellness, you need to do checkups. You need to do, you need to take care of yourself, right? Because... Look what happens. I mean, you fall apart. 
Right. I'm I'm 23 <laughs> years old and probably already falling apart. So yes, I would agree. I don't agree with that at all. But it is it's interesting because I wish I would have sat my mother down and gone, oh my gosh, tell me about life. Tell me about gastro issues. Tell me about mental health care. Tell me about um, menopause, marriage, relationships. But I didn't. So I'm telling you all to embrace your family father, dad, sister, brother, whatever, embrace and connect and know the health of your family or, I mean, the genetics of your family for sure, because I didn't do that with my mom, you know, and dad is at a place where he's not comfortable talking about menopause at all with his what? wife. What? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Popsicle's not comfortable talking about menopause. Right, I know. Weird. I, know. I would have never expected that. I know. But, you know, it's just I wish I had um, spent that time. But, you know, I'm, I'm just sharing with all of you. Make sure you ask questions and you talk. So dental health care. So, you know what? If you're not having your dental checkups every six months is what I've been doing. And, um... You know what? I've done that for so many years because I have had insurance that provided. But, you know, recently I've had the unfortunate of changing dentists. I lost my dentist. And, um, you know, you and I found Dr. Sakar, right? The most incredible dentist ever. I mean, <laughs> truly. So, Kind of, I mean, my mother knows this, obviously, but backstory is, you know, Smile & Co. in Clear Fork, which Clear Fork is a shopping center here in Fort Worth. I actually live in Clear Fork, so super, Close. super convenient for me. Um, we went there for teeth whitening, and or she did, actually. Yeah. It wasn't even me. Um, and I've always in the past tried, was it crest whitening strips? Crest strips, yeah. And I, unfortunately, just have the most sensitive gums probably on the face of this earth. Mm -hmm. Is that probably dramatic? Yes. But I have very sensitive gums. Right. And so I could never do it. I would do it once or twice. Wouldn't see a difference. I'm immediate satisfaction kind of person. And I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm done. Whatever. Um, and so my mom went in and Dr. Sakar, his team was absolutely incredible. And they were oh like, you gosh. know what? If Because I had said, okay, well, I want to get in for an appointment to get my teeth whitened because I saw how incredible it was on her and how quick it was. So I was like, okay, well, I'm in. Consider, check that box. I'm done. Right. And I'll be freaking danged if they didn't get me in that day. Right. Literally, my mom got out of the chair. I got in the chair. They truly adjusted their schedule to me and I was so thankful and I was so pleased with the results. I still have people who are complimenting me about like, have you on your teeth whitened or something like that something changed. Yeah. So it's, I couldn't be happier with that. And so, so much to the point where I was like, I am changing my dental provider for sure to Dr. Sakar. Yeah. And it's at Smile and Co. And, you know, um, when I went in, I really didn't know what to expect because I have done the zoom, which was not great for me at the time. And I'm sure technology has changed, but, um, after meeting them and seeing their tuck, technology. And I remember where I was going in and, and they're like, Oh, you'll, you'll see it in one day. I was thinking six months, I would have like a before and after photo, but immediately the change, but y'all, you have to go because it literally happens in an hour, their process, their technology. And I'm just so blown away with their, their smile enhancements. I mean, also they're, which I'm just like a very aesthetics kind of girl. I, love when a building is just like beautiful. Like mm -hmm. give me restoration hardware. I <laughs> love it. I live for it. But 
I will say I walked in the door and I was like, this looks like a hotel lobby. It's gorgeous. And the service is just as incredible as the location looks. So, well, you know, um, getting ready for um, anytime you just need, I mean, it, it just brightened me up. I mean, you, you know, it just brightened my, my, my face and my smile, but you know, your friends that are still in college going that are possibly, or those in high school going through a sorority recruitment here soon. I mean, just to touch up and just to brighten, brighten your smile. And then those my age or, or maybe yours, we have a friend that's actually going through this, that whole cosmetic dentistry that you're just not happy with it. And you know, you and I have the same, the same thought process on this. If you're not happy with something, you know, we may not look at, at you at a certain, you know, a certain way, but change it if that's what you want to do, because, hey, everyone has one life, you better live it and take care of yourself, right? 1000%. And mm-hmm. I think that's like, I mean, we talked earlier about Botox. So mm-hmm. for me, I, um, the reason I started getting Botox, you know, again, I'm 23 and I've heard about, you know, baby Botox and, you know, preventative Botox and all that stuff. And I really was never interested in it, but I have TMJ really mm. bad. Almost, almost went to surgery in your, your high school years. I was very close to getting surgery mm. for it. Um, my jaw is just a nightmare. And so, you know, the headaches, my, my jaw will get like locked out into place or out of place, whatever it may be. So just kind of not the most fun ever, but I had looked into it and I started getting Botox because I had seen a lot of scientific research saying that Botox was beneficial to TMJ. And I really have seen a difference. In your masseters. I'm I'm butchering that word. No, yeah. In your masseters. Getting Botox, just like a a couple. Yeah. What is it? I don't even know. I I can't even say how much, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Just having it done. And um. I mean, it's fabulous. So it's been I mean, great. You, you've for had me for pain sure. relief for sure, right? Definitely. I actually got it yesterday. Yeah. Threw caution to the wind, and I was like, you know what? Do my lips. Give me a lip <laughs> flip. I've seen it on Instagram. If you advocate for it, full send. She and had a little leftover, so yeah. And so, um, but then again, it goes back to the whole like, okay, I'm an adult. I have to like spend my own money, mm-hmm. and I quickly realized, okay. So where do I want to put my money? Mm-hmm. And it goes, you know, skincare, obviously food, savings is definitely a big one. But, you know, keeping that budget and allowing kind of like what I call fun money, I exactly. guess. Exactly. And I would consider fun money kind of aesthetics, I guess. Absolutely. And, you know, I did not grow up learning how to or knowing how to manage my money. I did not do that. I mean, actually, I married your dad and and he taught me more about finances and, and, and so there was a big shift. Now I totally get it. I mean, I totally get it. And, but I've always been that one of my percentage, you know, just do a little bit, something for yourself, just a little bit, something for yourself. It doesn't have to be huge. I mean, it could be just a day off actually, but do something for yourself for sure. Definitely. (laughs) I know. I I advocate for that too. Well, I am so happy to have you on our team and work with you side by side. And, and, um, I'm just so proud of you. You've, uh, you've come, you've, you've not come a long way. You've always been a long way, but (laughs) you, um, you're just shining and I appreciate that so much. Well, thank you for having me on the team and for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to continue and to watch you through time and to share this experience with you. So thank you. So how can we find you? Well, so first of all, don't tempt me because I'll come back on the podcast. <laughs> right. Um, but you can find me on Instagram at Kennedy Addison with two N's. 
Um, I'm trying to think. Twitter. Yeah. Kennedy Collins, I believe, is my Twitter. Know, yeah. Facebook. My name is just Kennedy Collins. Just kind of keep it stationary. Well, great. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening in today. A little bit about our world and what we've got going on. And hey, we're trying to get up in that Apple and Spotify world. So go rate and review. Follow along. Sub- subscribe. And, uh, you know, follow me at Tiffany C. Blackman. And everyone, have a wonderful day and keep being fabulous. Bye.